Welcome back to the Dope Girls Podcast. And hey. Hey y'all. And this will be our last podcast for 2019. Shout out to a great year. Great decade. And still being alive. Right. Mm -hmm. And so today we I forgot about that. Yes, girl, 2020. Clear vision. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Moving forward. So today we have the usual dope girls here. Minus Kenny B, who was supposed to be here. Yes, I'm talking about you when you listen to this. (laughs) Yes, girl. Anyhow, I'll let everyone introduce themselves (laughs) who are here today. Alex Monet. Allison. Amir. And Danielle. Sheik Events. Dope Girls Detroit. And today we're just going to recap the year and just kind of just kick it amongst ourselves and with you guys out there listening and in hopes to encourage, inspire all of our listeners to just don't be afraid to go after what you want in 2020. You YOLO, you only live once. And I am, like I said, a pure example of that. I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this podcast or where, my next big thing is but I know it's out there and so I am just preparing myself to be ready for it when it hit me and that's how I gotta look at it so what a great transition (laughs) 2020 we're going to push ourselves what a great transition yes we have we have to (laughs) so in the spirit I have something for you and Alex what? <laughs> hey, first of all, everybody know I don't really care about Christmas and I don't buy Christmas gifts, but I have one for both of you. Okay. So, off air, we had discussions about goals and business plans that all of us want to take on separately and individually. So, my gift is to help both of y'all put everything in perspective and to get stuff started and accomplished in 2020. So, pretty much, I'm about to give y'all this gift. And what I'm going to say beforehand, we need to see some results in 2020 or I'm <laughs> on y'all head. And if not, mm-hmm. then both of y'all got to square up because, like she said, YOLO. Right. And what y'all waiting on. And like Nike, just do it. <laughs> so, like, you thank go. you. You have Thanks. so Open near. it, please. Open it right now. Yes, please. In the middle Girl, of the podcast. I'm All the wrapping paper. Sorry, cover your ears for like 20 <laughs> seconds. I'm impatient. Oh, you better not cry. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, you are. You Yay! And this is I, I appreciate love you. This. Thank you. You're welcome. So, if for those who cannot see, um, they both got planners. Yes. So one for scheduling and setting goals and um, just keeping track you know, of everything. This is so perfect. And then there's another planner uh, that's more so a financial planner. And it, okay. they should go together, and it's weekly, and it helps you, like, to budget, set budget. goals, and keep track. Okay. So you can use those in conjunction with the big planner. So whatever goals you have, write down in general, then in their financial planner, kind of, okay. you know, set everything up. So <laughs> I wish I could have bought it for myself, but I'm, I'm like, I can't, I operate better in this organization. So it was useless for me. Thank you so much. Right. Like, thank you, Amir. You're welcome. I do appreciate Yes. This. I feel like it just shows that people believe in us and that we we have to do it. Like, if we know we the potential is there, system, yes. Yeah. Well, that was kind of the point because now you really have to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, we we was, to, okay. Now you if, really have to do it, yes. which is why I saw the financial. I'm like, yeah, like okay, mm-hmm. now you have to do it and now you really have to do it too. And I was just telling my mom, like, I'm finally happy that I know what I want to do. 
uh-huh. with myself this year. I feel like these last couple years, well, especially since out of high school. Do you want to share what it is I've that you want to do? Of, I've had a lot of pressure on myself. <laughs> That's a no, I guess. I, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and that really got to me. Like, it made me depressed at times because I felt like, People, you know how you feel like people got it figured out and you don't yet. Mm-hmm. So it just feel good to finally have it figured out. So but, what helped you get there? What helped you figure it out? Like, did you honestly, have an aha people, moment? Like, dang, it was it. honestly seeing people around me, like just going, doing what they, just going for it. But honestly, a lot of people are just doing a lot of life. Or what I realized is just doing things until you find it. So, um, like I got a whole like degree and a half and. It's like I feel like it's a lot of things I want to do, but it's not one thing that I just want to do forever. And I feel like that's the idea that has been like put in front of us that everybody has that one thing. And then so I'm sitting back and it's like, dang, what's that one thing for me? When it's honestly just like a few things that I like to do here yeah. and there. You and and I felt like that's how I felt. Like when you went to school, you had to declare your major and figure out what you it's wanted so to pressure. do. And then it's like once you really get in the seat, like I wanted to be in corporate America and I wanted to do this. And once I got there and did it, it was like, mm-hmm. I don't even like this. I did all that to still be in a situation where I feel like people being fake. It's not about mm-hmm. you, what you really can do. It's about who you know and mm-hmm. who asked you kissing. And I was just like, I don't I just didn't. So want when that. you were young, that's what you, you wanted to be in corporate America when you were I young? wanted the power of being you a money. woman in corporate No, America. I wanted to be in business and I wanted my job to matter and be important. Like if I'm keeping it real, I wanted, cause growing up, I wanted to be a damn secretary cause I wanted mm-hmm. to type like mm-hmm. the yeah. typewriter. So I knew I wanted to be professional and business, but I've always wanted my own business. I yeah. remember, um, my husband, his uncle had like a, a seafood shop. And when he lost, I was like, we should do that. We could get that. It was, I always just wanted a business just to run a business and make it successful. And it really didn't matter what the business was. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to do it, but I didn't know what type of business I wanted. So school made sense. And being in a, a corporate business, you know, setting, made sense it made me feel accomplished it made me feel like okay and then I'm, I'm you doing got it there you didn't it was yeah feeling. when I got there I felt none of those I felt mm-hmm. invisible I felt not appreciated not appreciated I felt like it really didn't matter and I was just a number, go, a number going through the process mm-hmm. one thing I can appreciate about college though like as much as I like downplay the bachelor's degrees because they're not worth what we paid for them one thing i can appreciate about at least a liberal arts college the prerequisite classes that you have to take before you can even get to your major classes Mm -hmm. those help me out so much because i'm not a stem person like i don't care for science i hate science math i can do it but i don't i don't like it business i'm good at it but i don't want to be in that so like for me history learning about like politics i love that stuff so taking those prerequisite classes where they make you dip in every category of Mm -hmm. of whatever you know program as a as a foundation for whatever you're going into so you have a little bit so you're not ignorant so like there's a thing with like stem majors or like engineers and and people who 
are going in one direction, they don't really know anything outside of their profession. Mm -hmm. So that forced people to learn a little bit about everything. And then you still have your, so that learning a little bit about everything introduced me to other things that I didn't know um, was a profession or was possible or, you know, was as big of outside of what I learned in high school. And that part I can appreciate. And I'll, 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 I would encourage my kids to go to college because the whole experience, mm-hmm. like I say, that is like living on your own and having your mama take care of you. That's yes, that's like independence. Of. Yeah, and and I would suggest a historically black college for mm-hmm. the culture. That was my best experience ever. Like the whole meeting, I met friends who are still my friends to this day, my best friends. And the whole experience and, and learning people from different areas from around this country, e- even in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I met friends from Jersey, from Philly, from New York, from Houston. So it was like, okay, you know, these people are cool. And I was the Detroit girl. So it was the whole experience, in my opinion, was cool and worth it. And like you said, I'm I'm intrigued by... Uh, Greek mythology because mm-hmm. I failed the class, had to take it again. And you paid attention and it was, the second time, and then you was like, right? Oh, this and was it's very sweet. interesting. So I would love to take a trip to Greece mm-hmm. and just, you know, to experience all that. I mean, I would love to travel the world, but that would be one of the first places that I would want to go. And that is from having taken that class twice at Wayne State University. And to be honest, the only, and this is, I think, a good reason. Um, representation matters like you went to an HBC you had the experience at an HBCU and a PWI and I kind of wish I What's got a PWI a predominantly white, white institution yeah oh okay. so like Grand Valley is <laughs> a predominantly white institution I was a minority there versus at HBCU I would be the majority I kind of wish I had both experience because I feel like both experiences are necessary I feel like going to a PWI prepared me more so for corporate America because I already know what to expect from people's That's what my brother used to say. And how they look at me and okay. how it kind of taught me my value a little more and and it helped me to know that everybody is not my friend, that these companies don't have your best interest. Because mm-hmm. I, I had to experience that being there. This university really don't care. They want my tuition money. Let me be here for what I'm here for, get my money and get on and do and use that uh, to do what I really want, even though I'm, at that time I didn't know what I really want. But I still wish... I had that HBCU experience around my people, but right. I mean, I grew up in Detroit, so it's like one big HBCU, so I kind of <laughs> <Right>. did get it. <laughs> and that's how I kind of feel when I, I went to Toledo, and it was a lot of white people, but it was a lot of black people at the mm-hmm. same time. So, but if I did, my friends, they went to um, a HBCU in Kentucky. I can't remember. It's in Frankfurt, but like in I Kentucky. Was, yeah, HBCU? I know which one you're talking you know about. Know? A friend of mine went there. I can't think of K State. Yeah. No, yep. not you know, Kent. It was it was K-State. Kent State. No, Kent, Kent. and Cleveland. Oh, okay. the, Kentucky, Kentucky State University. And I would go there, like go to their homecomings and stuff. So I would kind of get, and it was fun. Like, Man, uh, went to some cheap football concerts, games at HBCU. Any game, basketball games. Like I could easily get have access to go there. You know, mm-hmm. even if they were small. You know, and see, I didn't but, do any of that in because I didn't. Outside of me, not like, like but see, I didn't I'll feel. Say, I didn't feel comfortable in the large majority crowd that was like me. i didn't feel like i related to nobody mm-hmm. but my you mean at your particular school yeah at my particular school like 
But see, it like you said, you learned a lot. Like you learn, you don't get along with everything. Like my college experience to me, I, I went to college for five years, yeah, but my main experience was at Toledo and it happened so fast. Like I met so many people. Was that the fun experience? The yeah. fun experience <laughs> that when I came home and went to Rice State, went. I didn't want to do nothing. All I did was work and go to school. Mm-hmm. I didn't party for like three years, didn't do none of that. Mm-hmm. I got all that in, and it was, I mean, I wouldn't take it back. Yeah, <laughs> and that, my that's how Norfolk, because I went to NSU, <clears throat> shout out to the Spartans, Norfolk State University. Mm-hmm. And when I came here and went to Wayne State, it was work yep. yeah, and literally. home. It was a totally were, different experience. Older, you were, you had kids and a husband at that I point. got, yeah, I end up right. I But I had started there before then. It took oh, me okay. 10 because I started working full time. And I could only take one to two classes a semester. So it took me longer. I end up getting married in the process mm-hmm. of going to Wayne State. Because when I went back to Wayne State, I was pregnant with you. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. yeah, when I came home and I started at Wayne State, yeah, I was pregnant with you. And then I didn't graduate to 2005 oh, okay. after that. So that's five years. When I left Norfolk State in 95, I came home and mm-hmm. I started going to Wayne State and I would take. two classes a semester but I was so determined to finish because I didn't want to let down my brother who yeah who I knew he he didn't press my head like that but I know I knew he would be proud of me if I graduated Mm -hmm. and I did I wanted to complete it for myself I, I was like I do not want to be the person who, who starts and don't finish? Who came home because she couldn't afford to stay? Who end up getting pregnant? And I felt like I'm already a statistic. I'm, I'm, I got a baby and a baby daddy. You know what I'm saying? So, I have a question. I was you. like, I'm gonna finish school. I don't care. I started working at Chrysler afternoon shift. Like, how I'm gonna finish this? And then guess they paid my tuition. <laughs> so I took two classes a semester for ten years. And I graduated. But you did it. <laughs> yes, you did it. But I have a, my question is, because I feel the same way, but do you have any insight of why? Because, well, her brother is my dad, so <laughs> <laughs> if nobody knew that. But he does put so much pressure on education, and the same way you felt like you had to do it in a way for him, I felt the same way. So, But why do you think that is? Like, Do you think... Because he, he he's such a yeah like well I because I feel like that but I want to know if you but he so he because I look up to him because he is a determined person and from what they went through as kids Mm -hmm. and how he has turned out and what he made of himself by being determined and going to school and being persistent all of my brothers Mm -hmm. it was like he got it he know right but he. Look how that worked out for him, True. for doing this. Look what happened for him. So it got to happen for me. But he is different, whereas, I mean, he just he's he's just who he is. If he wanted, he's going to get it. And I feel like that is in all of us, like yeah. Durtons. Because I used to hear that about my father. Just granted, alcohol took over his, you know, his mm-hmm. vision probably. But... From what I hear stories about him prior to that, he was very determined, involved in the community with the mayor, making things happen around him. And people looked up to him and was like, he like a smart cat, a smart dude, like Mm -hmm. this dude got it all. And I feel like your dad, my brothers, 
got that from him and I'm like I gotta have some of it okay. you know what I'm saying yeah, that, that makes sense and I guess the way because Mike tell me he see that in me <clears throat> and I'm like I don't even see that in my myself I definitely see that's it that's the same way with you and me mm-hmm. what you mean how you say you see it in me but it's like sometimes I'm not I, yeah. don't, I don't see it myself yeah well, and yeah. I think that comes with age and, and maturity and experience but I get it cause like I, I kind of understand why he is the way he is and why mm-hmm. y'all feel the way y'all feel. It Sometimes it may not be what you're saying, but how you're saying yes. it to people. <laughs> but I get it. But I definitely get it because I definitely want to be that for my sisters and my cousins mm-hmm. and, and my kids and all of that. But I feel like education is... The difference between now and then, education is a privilege for us. So... People already, you born with strikes on your back as a black person. As a black woman, you born with two strikes on your back. So you're not about to give these people a reason to, don't prove nobody right. Prove everybody wrong. So I understand why, and I'm glad you felt that pressure and you did it. Because now you can't, that's something nobody can ever take away from you. Right. But at the same time, I feel like now, I wouldn't necessarily put so much pressure on somebody getting a degree because I feel like education is not just sitting in the class. And I realize it's not for everybody. Education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I feel like even if it was my sister and my cousins, like, as long as you got a plan and you got something figured out, now that's where my pressure is going to come from. Figure something out. Right. If it's not college, figure something out. And shout out to your sister for getting accepted to yes. Clark, Clark Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> she got yeah, a 40K yeah. scholarship. Yes. yes. Shout out, Amaya. <laughs> And as much as I want her to stay here for a year, no, I no, no, only because I wish I financially wise, I wish I would have done that because I feel like it's just smarter. But this is her route, and that I understand, which is why I'm not tripping. But she got the scholarship. I was gonna say she got a scholarship. Yeah, she got a scholarship. She yes, and now she has all of us who had had, who we've been through. The initial college experience, and we know that first year how quick things Woo! can get off track. Yes, and, <laughs> and we, how hard we can it is help to her and guide up. her. Yep. Yeah. Be- because going to college, I had no clue. I had my brother who went to college, but he went to what, like a military? No, he went well, to Ohio Northern. Yeah, but that was after being in the military. Oh, so yeah. his college experience was different because he was he's a um, marine, marine, mm-hmm. and then he went to college. So he, so just think, being in the army because I have two brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, they're <laughs> so yeah, so focused, <laughs> and a lot of that came from that. And and that is one thing that I do like about the military. I do believe it's that. Structured. Oh yes, yeah. the structure. So structured. Can sometimes be too structured, but if you got a young man who often he needs to get together, I feel like the United States military mm-hmm. would get them together. Of course. I don't want my I be black like men that going with myself, to war. Cause I feel like I need structure and because I, I, I have it in me, but I don't have a lot of what it. So what I do wrong, girl? It's Psycho not. Mm-hmm. She always <laughs> take it back to her. It's not her. It's but it's me. like, like I see you and I know you determined and I don't feel like I have that all the way. I feel like it, it grows a little bit as I get older, but. I don't know, and I, I've thought about, like, what if I just go to the military for, mm-hmm. like, just to get I that of, me? I feel like I get what you're saying. It's like, I do, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, when I really want just something, boot camp I'm on, I'm on right. go. Mm-hmm. But then when I start to get doubts or sh- something starts to get frustrating, then I sit back, and then it's just like, 
Okay. I don't have. You want to go to the military? No, is what you're saying? No, no, no. it was it's just something considered because I mean they have good like the Army Reserve. Mm-hmm. You offer what like three months? You can go home chill with your family, and then you go to the base for a month. It, it's no, way. No, 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 I don't like people telling me what to do. So that's just never. But really I'm like, like maybe what for structure? Like, yeah, what it, like, I feel like you, you can that? develop. Me personally, I would need time management mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know just being self disciplined. I don't feel like yep. I have a lot of self discipline. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like that's something. That's the word I was looking for. Okay, I feel like that's something. Because now we know we have problems with that. Mm-hmm. How do we fix that ourselves instead of depending on that but structure? How? You work at it. Every, I feel like that's something you have to work how? at. Every what, how day. do you know but where we to work? How do you even that, know where so to start? So wherever, like for me, it's it's focus. Like I, my attention span. If if I'm interested, then my attention is there. If I'm not interested. I can't, so it's just me, okay, once I realize my mind has gone elsewhere than where it was supposed to be, okay, Amir, no, get back and focus, and just making conscious efforts to get yourself back on track, but I feel like (coughs) I can't can't depend on anybody else or any other structure to to get me focused. I feel like if you really care, you'll be focused. And that's easier, I feel like that, and I think my kids and, and Cause my advice is always like, just figure it out and do it. Like it may it's be not, hard. It's really said I know it's really easier said than done because it's a lot of stuff. Like I could tell you to do that's hard for me to do. Like why can't I just do this? Why can't I just you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just get it together, like but. Right. But a lot of times I feel like I'm stopping myself. Like mm-hmm. I'll be on a path of I'm so determined in two weeks, and then the next week. I don't feel like doing so. That's it. why like, I bought y'all those planners. I know. <laughs> but now they gotta write in it. They gotta open it up and, and exactly, I will use that's, it. Because I already have a little journal them. that's just messy with my ideas, my thoughts, and plans that I have for myself, and I could just incorporate it. And you know that. what? I started a journal, and I, and I told this is probably crazy. I don't even know what I'm saying. This <laughs> like I wrote a journal like in the beginning of my marriage, and here and there. But the one thing I cannot do is go back and read it. And I'm wondering, like, because Why? I only wrote down bad stuff oh. to to feel better. You know what I'm saying? It was a therapeutic thing for you, for you to get that out, out of your... Sometimes that's what you But need, you know though. what? The, and, I, and I used to listen, like, Oprah, I'm like, write, write it down and you'll feel better. No, I didn't. So I didn't... I felt like that did not help me. I wrote it down. I don't... I mean... It is and what I, it is. You'll probably laugh at it because I did that too when I was young, going through stuff in my room, young at an age. I'll go in my notes and just write and cry. And then I read it. <laughs> it was in my email years later. And I read it and it was, I laughed and cried, honestly. But it's See, like, I'm afraid of how I'll feel like. I, I was feeling like this. Why don't, instead of writing in a journal, why not write yourself letters and send them where? What's the difference? Right. So that you're forced to read it, you and that you mean that, write it and mail it to yourself? <laughs> what? No, <laughs> just open put, it like who's me No, this? just put it up in the spot. <laughs> just put it up, and then maybe you know every six months go back and read but, the letter that you wrote to yourself. But this is and what I'm course, saying. But I can't you do need it. to reflect on how you felt at that time. Why? I'm going. Why I'm, not? I'm Twenty years later. No, so, am I? I, I got, I'm sorry, Mary, to cut you off, but I have a question for you. I remember our first episode, so this is. A journey question. You started off saying you were like with your therapist. You didn't want to tell her a lot of stuff. So how do you feel ending 2019? You are with that relationship. Um. Um. 
It's closed. Oh. It's just loud. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, did she listen to this? I don't know. But, however, <laughs> I feel like this podcast is more therapy yes. for me and crazy. That's one of the reasons I continue to do it mm-hmm. because this brings no financial means to my life doing this podcast. But 2020, that's going to change. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, this is very therapeutic for me. And with my therapist, I feel like it's becoming a friendship and we just kicking it about stuff. Okay. So, so you don't feel like it's I, I want, you? no, because I'm not, we're not digging deep into me in there really? anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and I don't know that I necessarily want to, but like I said, just being able to talk more, I'm doing it on this podcast. And what's another thing, like I said, I don't go back and read the letters. I have, n- and you this is probably bad. I have episode. never, ever listened to a episode of Dope I'm Girls too nervous podcast. to listen to myself. I can't hear my... Mm-hmm. It is and look cringy. at JG looking at me with his mouth wide over, <laughs> open. I it's cringy. My, my husband is like, it, why you don't let... I'm like... And and he had it on and it was loud and I was like, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. <laughs> I have never listened to it so I, I need... I really think you should like, like <laughs> once the season is over, just go back and listen to the whole thing. And make notes. Make notes. It may help you improve mm. for next it season. It definitely will help you improve. Because so what you're trying to say? It was bad. No, no, oh, no. my <laughs> God. What I'm saying is, like, just, just come in. You're your own worst critic. So yeah. you I know I am. Like you, like, in the beginning, like, when I started podcasting, I say like a lot. And it was, like, it was a mental note from me, like, all right. <laughs> See, I said it like four times in the sentence. But it's it's one of those things where it's just like you slow down and like really kind of take a breath. Like, all right, let me let me change up my vernacular. Let me change up my vocabulary and, and really execute on what I'm trying to get my point across. Because you put fillers in when you can't find the right thing to say and you feel like right. you're on a spot. But podcasting is all about, all right, take a moment. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm talking about. I, I I did that like the first the first YouTube video I did when I talked about my study abroad experience and I went back and I was editing it. Like I had to edit out myself saying like so much. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. You would not think I went through four and a half years of college and all the other years of school the way I, the amount also, of times I, I said know. it. And and because I'm my worst critic is probably why I don't want to listen. Because I already know it's probably some crazy stuff. I say like, mm-hmm. oh my god, did I really say that out loud? And but like you said, I've, I can 100% agree that it's therapeutic in a way. Because I've noticed with myself, with having open discussions with y'all, it makes me more comfortable having open discussions with pe- other people, like outside of the podcast. And even though we talk about stuff sometimes, and I might choke up a little bit because I'm like, I'm getting my feelings. <laughs> I know, you always be your feelings. <laughs> but there. I don't know. It, <laughs> Can y'all take these it's shots? It's very therapeutic. You don't even have a shot. This is exactly. my second shot. I'm on the second one. Exactly, ma'am. Have you taken it? Yeah, come on, let's take it. Cheers. Cheers. Wait. After. What? You want another one? I'm going to join in because. I'm so proud of y'all completing one year of oh, podcasting. Thank you. Thank you. It's fun. I need to call Ray and see if so, she's ready to, you know. Okay, so now I look. JG said that. So why do you feel like people stop? Like, 
Is it because they don't see month like? It's a it's a t- it's so podcasting costs like it's a cost. right. It's a cost effective to podcasting. Like you, you literally have to be. You have gas money. You have studio time. You have SoundCloud, Buzzsprout. Right. Yeah. Why don't a lot of rappers stuff. succeed? So it's like. <laughs> It, it's like if if you don't really have a passion for it, if you don't have, and I always tell people like, if you can't see beyond the money, like you go to the bar, mm-hmm. you, you get drunk, you have fun at night, but it's like it doesn't have a lasting effect. Like mm-hmm. you put your voice on on these on these tracks, and these last forever. Like these really last forever. So it's like I'm I'm Not in here. the can for about 210 mm-hmm. episodes right now. So it's like 210 podcast episodes. You can go back and listen to my voice from 2015 at this point. Oh, so wow. it's like wow. that like it's almost like a um the time capsule thing, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like what was going on at the time? It's like Meek and Drake was beefing. So that's what we were <laughs> talking about. So okay. it's, it's like that nostalgia to go back and listen and be like, "All right, like I like how we did this, or I like how we did this. Let me, let me bring this element back. And and podcasting is it's hard. Like it's hard. it's not for the faint of heart. It's right. people when you don't see not even revenue, but when Why you don't you see, see re- success like in streams, like mm-hmm. everybody looks at the read and like Joe Budden and Drink Champs is like the pinnacle. It's like and lip service and lip service. <laughs> it's like and th- those dead not, ass. those aren't the pinnacle. Like these people had brands and and things prior to already this. correct. So it's like when you're th- and then you also got to think of podcasting in a sense of everybody can have one right now. Correct. So it's, it's so like easy. Your success has to be measured by you and by your peers and people around you. So it's like my success in podcasting is not the read, it's not it's, it's not Joe Budden and them. It's like, all right, like Joe Budden is a was a Grammy nominated rapper mm-hmm. prior to even starting a podcast. I don't know, that just sounded right. <laughs> I thought Pump It Up might have I was about to gra- say he was. <laughs> <laughs> Pump It Up didn't get a Grammy nomination. I was a uh-huh. hit. Like but no, nah, but it just in that vein, it's just like that whole lane, it it's not it's it's not people aren't gonna just start a podcast in their living room today and in four years they're gonna be on the level of, of the read or lip service or or dead ass or, or any of these shows. It's it's very it's like it's very unlikely. Even if your content is amazing, mm-hmm. you know how hard it is to get across the world for everyone to hear you, so you to be on the top ten on Apple or top ten and Spotify, that's, yes, that's that's rare. That's rare air. But when my my success and my um what where I had like a lot of love from was when people were posting their top listens from Spotify this year is podcasting, and I seen so many of the shows I produce on there. Oh, it's that's just so like sad. it's like oh, like not only is your top five like it's it's maybe my show, then it's like. Then it could be the read. Then it's another one of the shows. Then it's another one of my shows. Then it could be like Joe Bunny. It's like, like I'm in that air. I'm in I'm in rare company to the people that really listen to me, and mm-hmm. that's what I want. I don't. I so mean, that's I'm how you measure the success. Yeah, you measure of, success by right. by how many people really vibing with you. Like how many group chat conversations have you started? How many Twitter conversations have you started from your podcast? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. and those are the things. That <laughs> You talking this, about her and this Twitter? Troll, this <laughs> exactly. Troll, troll life is crazy over here. Yeah, you know it's like how many conversations can you really influence from your podcast? And I think that's one of those things where it's just like that's how you can measure your success. You don't measure your success by 
like the the plays or the revenue, the revenue is gonna come. Like revenue is easy. The revenue is actually the hustle. Like mm-hmm. it's not even about how many people listen to your podcast. Right, the revenue like is the actual hustle. So podcasting it. is like the mixtapes, and then oh yeah, you <laughs> like Diddy or like P. And your, yeah. your success why, is why just can you please can you please throw a Diddy party? Yes. Mm. I'll host it. Little shiki events to throw it for you. I actually got a, uh, a party coming up next year called Networking with the Network. So we we oh. gonna make something happen. So, but it's like in those things is it's like I know what my my impact is in the city. Mm-hmm. Like as far as podcasting, like if, okay. yes. if you mention a black podcast in the city, nine times out of ten, like not nine times out of ten, but like. I would say about nine six times nine times out of ten. But it's okay. like it's okay, coming. It's, they they they've <laughs> been in here. They came through here. They've been like something's. They've been influenced by somebody that's been in here. Okay. So it's right. just like I I take like that's pride. Like, yeah. You know that's pride to to be able to do that. Um. But in y'all case, it's just I know how hard it is to keep going, to mm-hmm. keep content going, to keep. To keep pushing, it's just to have guests not show to up, guests, to have people like what a podcast, like who are you? So how do you yeah. feel? Like, do you want to continue? Like, are you having fun with this? Like, do you yes. see yourself? Okay, like I see us podcasting all next year. Yes. like you said, it, it it is a cost to me out of pocket. But you enjoy doing it. I enjoy doing it, and like I said, it's it's like therapy for me. I look I look forward to the Saturdays mm-hmm. that we're gonna podcast, even if I'm like. I don't feel like going, you know, when, when the we week coming and then trying to find, like you said, content, trying to find the right topic, trying to find the right guests and people who like kind of play you like, eh, I don't want to do it, you know, because maybe you don't have 20,000 listeners. You know what I'm saying? That it's, mentality. That's the also, fuel. That's the yeah. fuel. It's like, oh, see. Yeah. Okay. So wait till you'll I be, get those. And then, yeah. What, did, what was Lala's quote? Uh, she was like, when you double back. When you come back, I'm charging double. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, uh, the, now you're going to pay to be on the, the podcast. So y'all remember <laughs> Lala? Y'all know Lala Milan, the uh, skinny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she she basically made a video some time ago, a little while ago, and she was trying to kind of, she was seen as like a funny girl, like a hee-hee, the girl you kick it with, and she was trying to, you know, pitch herself to these brands like that these beauty brands because she does her own makeup and her makeup be cute and basically i'm gonna put it out there it was forever 21 she said that she had reached out to them you know like to for campaigns and all that and they was like well that's just not the they either told her you don't have the look we're going for you don't have the look or something like that and she like okay or like basically telling her they don't see her in that light trying to say they don't see we don't see you in a beauty light okay she like okay i'm gonna show y'all she started posting setting up creating her own type of beauty content, all of that. And then she got her deal with Fenty, and she made a video, and she said, you're not going to tell me what I'm worth. You're not going to tell me what I'm capable of doing or or limit what I can do in my success. So when you double back, when you come back, I'm charging double. Oh, yeah. And she got her her, uh, her sponsorship from Fenty. And I know that's right. Hey. Now what? Shout out to Rihanna. <laughs> Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. We all saw Queen and Slim, right? Yes, yes, yes. You didn't see it? No. no. Okay, we can't too talk bad. about it. Yo, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm good. I'm <laughs> Look good. at me, the petty one. Too bad. I'm good. Okay, so back back to the to the we were talking about um, the one thing I want to I want to ask y'all opinion about y'all. What is y'all opinion of of Queen? Like, 
her as a person from in the beginning of the movie because in the beginning of the movie she kind of come off like a bitch but I like her exactly how I she like say what she that. say like it, it's like okay you on a date you kind of being rude a little bit but no she was being honest yeah mm-hmm. but that but but that's my point like it's if people like, can't take honesty so it comes off rude exactly so she was like but she was bitchy a little okay make up your mind which was <laughs> both she what's was. the question <laughs> so no i was saying like how do y'all like how do y'all what did you take from her 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 personality in the beginning like did you feel like she was being a bitch or did you feel like she's just an educated black woman who know how to get to the point her and people taking it the wrong way yeah i definitely feel like what my mom said like she was just being honest and some people don't know how to mm-hmm. handle that and then throughout the movie i feel like she was strong and she felt she had to be strong for them for, for him and i felt the same with him too he felt like he had to be strong for her, her yes because i feel like i noticed like throughout the movie like as the movie kept going we found out more about her and that kind of explained why she was the way she was in the beginning mm-hmm. of that movie. And from I'm a piggyback off what you just said. We why does it take finding out somebody's backstory for you to respect and appreciate who they are? I shouldn't because- I shouldn't have to know that okay, she's being a bitch, but she was beaten as a child, da 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 for it to be okay. That no, that's just who she is. Why do we why do we have to know somebody went through something to say, oh, okay, I, I, that's why they act like they act, because or that's why. That, it gives you that understanding of what, like, if I'm just coming, say I just walk in here, and I'm just, like, I'm being a bitch, and y'all like, well, why is she being like that? Y'all don't know what type of morning I had, or, you know, what, what I had. I don't know. I feel like if you understand, No, you but I, you still, I don't care what kind of morning you had. Don't be a bitch to me. And right. You know what I mean? What you say, I feel like to get respect you got to give it like if somebody giving you a certain type of vibe that's what you're gonna take it as you're not gonna if like you said she was acting like a bitch so what was he supposed to no take i know she was very curt and like straightforward and to me it was her honesty that made her that way because she was a straightforward person so her backstory in my opinion didn't matter i liked her off the rip she was and being that way is considered being bitchy. It would it was nothing wrong with her to me. I like loved her off the rip. Mm-hmm. The way I wish I could be that honest. But I'm too I don't wanna hurt not to say I'm a liar, but you know to be as curt and honest because I'ma try to save your feelings. I don't mm-hmm. want you to feel bad. So I'm not gonna come off like her. Mm-hmm. Like my husband now on the other end, he would be more so. He's you know queen. what I'm saying? And again, so. there's also <laughs> ways of saying stuff. Like she could have said the same thing, but in a more polite manner. Like, yeah. That's and all. that would be her backstory. Like she mm-hmm. ain't had time for that. Her mom, you know. Well, oh, we telling the movie anyway. Yeah, he, so. But your <laughs> question was, how do you, um, like, I forgot. Got that My quick. Yeah, Mira. you had said no. You had said something no. about why do you have to know somebody's backstory? Right. But I feel to like, respect them, not I, to respect them, but to be under, but to be understanding. I feel like it's a thin line. Like you don't have to necessarily know somebody's background to know why they being what, why they're acting the way they are in that moment. I feel like it's half. And I'm working on this myself. Half understanding that people have a lot of things that they're going through, and everybody is allowed to not be happy right. and be mm-hmm. in the mood all the time. But at the same time, people also need to understand, yeah, you're allowed to not be happy and not, but you're not allowed to F up my mood because you in a bad mood. And you are not 
allowed to just disrespect yeah, somebody be because of what you've been through. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. And, like, to me, when I know your backstory, that's me knowing and loving you more. But a person I meet on the street, I don't have to know their backstory to be polite and to be respectful and for them to do the same to me, even if they just had a situation like when I had a situation where I was pissed off when I left yoga and all that stuff happened to me Mm -hmm. and I was in Starbucks. Like, I know when I got home and looked in the mirror and saw my face, like, damn, I look like a crazy person. But I wasn't rude to the guy who opened the door to me, to the girl who took my order. But my mind was all over the place. And I could have been like, what? You know, going off, but that. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I'm really good at not taking my attitude or whatever out on other people. So when other people do it to me, I'd be real offended and I'd be ready to And fight. if I, I catch myself, like if I feel like I'm in that type of mood where. Separate yourself. Yes. Yeah, I will just, not talk. Like yeah. I'm just give me my space, give me my time. Right. I, I will separate myself because sometimes I feel like I've been around people where you. I can't decipher if you're in. If you just being quiet because there's something wrong with you or if that's your personality mm-hmm. and you still exude in that energy. And now I'm looking at you like, okay. So I, me personally, I just separate myself completely because I don't even want people, you know, like, they don't know, oh, should I talk to her? Should I Mm -hmm. not? You know, all like that. But at the same time, so, like, I feel like she wasn't necessarily being a bitch. But I had to look at it in the context. Okay, she was kind of being mean. Like, she was prejudging him at first. Like She was. She was prejudging him at first. But... What I love is that sh- that Lena wrote the the characters so that he was still respectful towards mm-hmm. her. Cause imagine how that situation growing up in Detroit, where how <laughs> that East fir- dude. yeah, East like with the Eastside dude, how that how that conversation would have went East in the di- in the diner, oh, and now they arguing, calling each other bitches and all that, and now we get in the car, we get pulled over. Do you think I'm going on the run with you? No, right. And I feel like the reason she was so comfortable with protect, so willing to protect him and, and risk her life was because because she was in her feelings because of something that happened at work. So his response to her and not giving her back what she gave him, I feel like that made her comfortable enough to protect him. No, I him. feel like she... I don't feel like that's why she, I mean, you know, I don't know. That I know, that I didn't even think about it like that. That's a good Because reason. if the nigga is rude to you on a date... Yeah, because he was not I'm rude to her at all. I'm going no, but not with the the character of her. Couldn't have. I believe it could have been any black person. And she would have said that. I believe she was that. She was a person who's gonna stick up for people and people being done wrong. And like you said, from her case, JG have to leave. From no, go mm-hmm. ahead. From her case, she was more emotional about it at the time. So do you? I think they should have turned themselves in after no. the shooting. I just personally feel like as soon as they got put, they was definitely like I told you, yeah. they were definitely. Yeah, that, that too. Just, but do you think they should have turned themselves in? No, because I mean, what's the point? Well, but I feel like that shouldn't happen at the end. He, but oh so my god, my I feel like he killed himself and he shouldn't have did that. He, no, he. They were going to die. Been me. He was no. going to do it. And he he lost was just going. They were going to kill him. The culture was going to fight to get him no, out. No, they were going to. So what you just said, this is my point. So everyone, everybody was asking me my opinion about the movie. I'm going to preface it with saying this. I liked the movie. I think the movie was very well written. It was executed nicely. When I first saw the preview, I had no desire to see the movie because personally, I'm tired of seeing movies about black people being killed by the police. 
I'll see it every day on social media. Every time I get on Instagram, Shade Room posted something else about a black person, something happening to them with the police. So that was my reason for not wanting to see it. What made me go see it was I watched Lena Waithe's interview when she talked about the movie. So the way she talked about it, I thought she was going to change the narrative. I didn't think they were going to die. And I have a problem with, not necessarily a problem, but I, I want someone to change the narrative. Like, But she was why, trying to write truth, though. But, but it is truth. But why is it that black people always have to die to become a martyr? Why do it? Why is our, why? Well, I think they were creating a legacy before they died, though, because people were, like, they knew that they, there was this couple on the run. And but America right, why couldn't they make it to Cuba? Asada Shakur made it to Cuba. <laughs> Because again, we live. But that's what I'm saying. saying We we said the reality of it, but in reality, one person did. So we got all these movies where people die on. Why? Let's. I'm saying. I know it happens every single day, but when I watch a movie, I want a little bit of hope out of the movie. I don't want to watch the same sad thing that I see every day. Like the movie is supposed to be fantasy, unless it's a documentary. So. Or based on a true yeah, story. Yeah, or mean, like, you can, you can switch it up a little bit, but I feel like I would She wanted a happy ending, y'all. Not, no, because it still wouldn't have been a happy end. I would have loved for them to have made it, and now for them to be able to tell their story. But, okay, make it to Cuba or just, like, survive? Like, no, not just to make up. it to Cuba, because you, okay. just because you make well, it to Cuba. Well, Jada made it to Cancun. Right. <laughs> Ma'am. She did. Yeah, she, she made it. Did. And they and they need to put out a sequel. What so is Jada doing? Up. But okay, like we don't we don't know. She mo- didn't get her boo, but she made it. We don't know much about what Asada Asada Shakur and Cuba. We don't know. So I feel like I would have loved to see that story where they made it, and now we can have another movie. Let's see how they continue. Let's see how they continue the fight. Let's see how they live up to their legacy. How they no, continue that, their I legacy. Would love to see them. I loved them. Yes, I would love her to hair. See them I got me some boots, y'all. So, <laughs> yeah. But wait, so my, this is a question. Do you guys feel like they fell in love yes. through the journey? My girlfriend's no. like, I do. She like, no, they didn't. That one love, they were just forced that to be together and they so had to. Who don't believe and in that, love. My you thing don't think is, they fell and, in and love? And of course, Amir don't because she not. No, the, no, 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 no. They could have split up at any time and they chose to stick together. No, no, they no. They fell in love. I yeah. think they loved each other, but I don't think they fell in love. I think they love. I don't, I mean, I guess it depends on what you, but I don't How think, you think they, they fell. loved each other and then fall getting Because there. falling in love, being in love and loving somebody is two different things. No, 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 no. The way I think they were in love. he walked and killed himself, he Loved was in her. love with her because he could not see. He, in my opinion, he killed himself because he could not see himself living, living without her after well, what they've been say, through. You're my legacy. Some, mm-hmm. He said something like that before they got yeah, shot. Yeah, but I don't feel like. That was my lo- thing is, listen, I'm falling in love with, like, if we protected each other, we on the run, I'm in love with you. We, I we're not leaving each other. I don't think that's being in love. <laughs> I think she, that's yeah, she said she felt like it was okay. forced. They they didn't have a but choice. I so wouldn't say that. I think it was more so, in, I think they loved each other. They developed, like, a deep love for what? each other. And they were infatuated. Like, they were, like, So what's falling in love, then? But what's to, that? I'm only saying no because I feel like to fall in love, like, 
the, just because of the circumstances were kind of not happy times. <laughs> so I would. But they made the they, best out yeah, of them. Yeah, no, happy. I agree. They made it. They made it the he best out of his them. First horse with her. Like that stuff is so. Precious. And she smoked weed for the yes, first time. Like they Shut developed these memories. She was. She had a boring life if she had never smoked weed before. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why she was so stressed out in the beginning. <laughs> so they got in the car situation, the sex scene. So they just mm, like right. <laughs> so they fell in love in my so opinion. what do y'all think um, cause you know how the car, the sex scene that bomb sex scene I know everybody <laughs> felt that yes felt that and then no, a, no. well yeah we talk about the movie still okay so what did y'all think the point was to have that bomb sex scene that you felt and then the guy the little boy shooting the cop at the same time and I felt that it's like both of those scenes made me feel something so what do y'all think? Why do y'all Man. think they had them going on at the same time with the cops? See, I don't remember going on. At the same. It was, it was going back and forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lena Waithe wanted you to feel their passion mm-hmm. and the boys' passion because he was so mm-hmm. passionate that made me about them mm-hmm. and what he felt that he was willing to die for. And they fell in love and they just brought it all together in the car. <laughs> Oh my god! That I was think nothing. They was I think they were both of those were good scenes, and they both yeah. made me feel something. Mm-hmm. Like and I and I feel like the the scene with the little boy killing the police officer. So I feel like you didn't get enough conversation mm-hmm. um, about the division between black and blue. Even though Black and Blue is its own movie, and if you haven't seen that, you definitely should. But I feel like yeah, it highlights movie. that because that so much has gone on. But how are you gonna kill a black police but, though? Exactly. And I'm about to, but this is this is what I'm about to say because Lean away. there is mm-hmm. there is some happiness because <laughs> there is a clear line between black and blue, and even if you're black, once you put on that uniform, mm-hmm. you're not seen as black. You're seen as blue. You, know, you are feel one of cops, them. It, the police is the biggest gang in the world. In but the not States. all of them are like that. It don't I feel matter, like though. cops. It, yeah, the ones that f it up give and, it a bad rep, but the like it I don't want my you. kids you guilty to be by association like you, you guilty know. by association but that's fucked up like that's we guilty to- by association he was guilty by association by his skin and we don't like it and we don't like when people treat us and put us in that circumstance so why are we doing it to cop black mm-hmm. cops who are not who may not be that way just because they decided to serve and protect like, I can I, agree to that though. Like you, yeah. I met some cool officers, especially I, in uh, Detroit. I, I haven't met any bad cool cops. Ones. I agree that there are, there are good police, but I also understand there is a clear line between. So black you couldn't and date a police officer? No, hell no. <laughs> and it's, I feel like it's. Well, really I'll be afraid to, of the the danger of the job. Yeah, no. Wow. I do too much bad stuff to be dating. Really? Not even, not even <laughs> that. Not even that. I don't. <clears throat> well, that. Just Look first the, face, the nature though. of the job, that's just too much negativity. I just don't. But it's I don't need you bringing that home. I don't need you bringing that home. But I, I, I couldn't because I understand how the police force is an organization, and you are one of them. You find out the movie Black and Blue. She wanted to be good. Her her intentions for becoming a police officer were not bad. But at the end of the day, like they told her. We don't care about your intentions. Once you put that uniform on, you one of us. Your job is to protect us. So when but it comes down, the case. but when it come down to it, he was there. They were they was there peacefully protesting, and the police like, no, nah, we don't care about nothing y'all talking about. 
so he he didn't see that as even though he was trying to tell him like like son listen I'm here to do my job I'm not trying to do nothing like you need to go home he looking at him like you one of them it wasn't right I'm not I'm not justifying nothing he did but I'm saying there's a clear line between black and blue and police understand black people need to start to understand that oh that's what I was gonna say I feel like you it's up to you as a person like if I I'm not gonna just okay just because all police officers are bad I'm not gonna just assume that you are like right. that too I'm gonna give you a chance and like you said earlier you have to give respect to get it if that respect is mutual right then you're good see that's because you do bad? have asshole police officers I yeah forgot. you do I say off the rip yeah. I'll be scared of police ain't no I don't think you good you really? I have to see, off see, the rip I'll be scared if I get pulled over yeah I'm gonna be scared but if I'm like downtown like at see, work I'm scared or if I pulled over <laughs> unless I'm doing something I gotta do in the car and I don't do that right that's what, that. if I'm Honestly, if I'm doing something bad, then that's what I would be scared. Yeah, but, I ain't see, scared. Like, you pull me over, like, what I do, I ran the light, like, shit, as long as, long as my license is good and my tag's right, what? What are you talking about? See, I'm no, not afraid. But you, with anybody, I assume the worst before I, I assume like the worst. Like, that, that feeling of getting pulled over, it is scary. But I feel like once you, because I remember I got pulled over in Southfield, it was so scary. And then the guy, he said, you on your way to work? Yeah, he's like, all right, well, just get there safely. Like you just yeah. don't. Know. Like, I have to feel they vibe mm-hmm. first, but when I see them, yeah, no, I don't feel safe. I feel scared. <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like I go out my way to not be me or not to show that I'm scared, just to make I sure that nothing happened. I see, have I'm to never, go out my way to be and, extra and maybe nice. because I'm not a black man, I I have never felt like afraid of the police. Like, and I grew oh, up I in Virginia with all white. You know what I'm saying? But I never felt. Afraid of the police, and I never really? really had bad experiences with. I had police officers be assholes to me, of maybe one or two, but overall, no, I've never. So just for I'm the sake of, of being police. honest, oh, everybody, yeah. I'm scared of Ohio as a state. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. But so I feel like for me, it's I'm more comfortable with black police. It's white sure. police, and um. I'm saying this generally, but not generally. Like, when it comes to white people, I kind of automatically assume the like I I automatically so you're racist. Is that that's no? I automatically assume the worst until you show me that you're not the person because I feel like I don't know who you are. So uh, white people feel like that about blacks, and you will call them racist if they say, "Oh, they look at us." I don't treat them. I don't treat them like that. Though think we're the worst until they find out different. That's racist. That's not racist because I can't be racist because I'm black. But this is what I'm saying: (laughs) black people can't be racist. No, they can't. That's a podcast for a different day. But (laughs) this is what I'm saying: like I'm automatically on defense until you show me because I don't want to let my guard down and then you know some like. You hit me with I, I'm automatic. I'm not gonna say I assume the worst, but I'm automatically on defense okay. when I'm around them. And I, if it's a person that's white that I don't know personally, um, and just in general, like Brandon was on a work trip last week, and even when he not on a work trip, like, but he was, and Curry was the night Curry came over there, and I was getting ready to go to sleep, and I was texting him, and I was about to text him good night, and I'm, I put my phone down, I'm like, no, nah, he he, no, I'm about to go to sleep, and then I thought about it, like, dang. He leaving tomorrow. He riding back with a guy from work. What if something happened? They go. They about to go out to a bar. What if something happened? He gonna make it back? And I didn't say good night. Like I think about stuff like that. Like what if he doesn't make it back? But because in, because of the gets, police. But I'm saying like what if he, because he gets pulled over and in the place that they the state that they were in. I'm like well what if he out with his coworkers and he the only black one and something happened. And because he and and my mind just start going so many see, other I, places. I try not to of, live in that place of worry. I just that's said that about um, 
Never mind. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. but you got I, your thought? No. Yeah, I forgot. No, say it. I just said that about what? Um, Morgan and her situation. The, exactly. Like what, though? Like, just imagine, would you be nervous if Morgan going out with a young black man? Like, would you, like, have those feelings of what Amira's having? No, just, I mean, no, I've me never... going out with a... Being out with a black guy and... Anything. No, see, I don't have that really? fear of... I don't have that with Mike. Like, when he out and about of, oh, my God, he gonna get stopped by police, I never worry about It's not that. necessarily I mean, getting that... stopped by the police. It's just like... Encounter- <laughs> it is Detroit. It's like I encountering... It's <laughs> and it's not necessarily here that I, I... It's like when he's other places, I. it's just the fear of... What if somebody come at him the wrong way? Me knowing his temper, knowing he not about to be no coward and be like, oh all right, God, man, you here. got... But <laughs> at, I'm pretty sure your wife feel the same way. Like, yeah. just having that sense you of... See, you like, what if he fear, don't see, make I said it I'm home. not a black man, so, so I... No, nah, it's it's a real fear, like, just being... Like, I, I have, like, uh, I have black man PTSD. Also, because <laughs> I, I grew up in the zone, so it's just, like, growing up in, in the neighborhood I grew up in, it's, like... I, I don't know who know me or know me from this or know me from that or know me from whatever they know me from. So when I'm out in public and somebody keeps staring at me, it's just like... Oh, that's that East Side it, shit. But no, it's just... It's like, <laughs> it's like all right, it's like... One you never know to, somebody's yeah, you, intentions you in you it. Know. She from the East Side, too. Makes sense. Hashtag East Side. Shout out to Hashtag East Side. Shout out to Hashtag East Side. But yep. no, it's just that... It's just that fear of... It's not even necessarily just the police. It's just a situation in general, like... Somebody say something off the wall to him. Like, I think for me now, like words don't affect me. Like, word, right? right. Cool, be blessed, dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you can say whatever word. So it, it's not necessarily here. I was talking about when he was on a work trip in a in a state in an area like an Ohio state. Yeah, Listen, I've, I've been discriminated against and everything, and it's just like words, cool. I'm glad I know you. I'm glad I know how you are, so I don't spend no money here. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I know. I'm glad I know who you are, so I don't associate you at work. I, like I, those mm-hmm. things make me just like cool. I'm glad I know. Yeah, I think people, we let these words, things people say, affect us too yeah, much. Yeah, but it's like if you if you in, have intent to do me harm, is that's where that's what I don't. That's know. where my my lane is because it's just like I could be somewhere like nine times ten if I'm coming from like work. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not armed. So it's like, I can't have my firearm nowhere in school property. So it's like, I'm not armed. So it's just like, I I have to watch, I have to watch how I move in certain aspects because I, I prefer to like, I prefer to be able to protect myself because oh my I don't God, know. Oh my God, you sound like my husband. Yeah, like. like but it's just, it's just, it's, that's it's a whole nother conversation, and oh, yeah. carrying and all that. Yeah, because I'm like, what? Like, it. I don't like all that, but he like whatever. I'm taking my whatever. But it just it really <laughs> made me th- that I was saying yeah. that to kind of circle it all back to. I was thinking about that. Like, what if he don't make it? Like, what if he don't make it home? So I did yeah. text him good night. But that just took my mind on a path of like, okay, what if something really did happen? Am I prepared how to live life and have to take on these responsibilities? Am I equipped to do that by myself? So that was, and I was thinking about then like to tie it into Queen and Slim like. Am I prepared? Is my son prepared? Is, is, are certain things in place for if something to happen? Am I prepared to for what's to come? Can I sustain if is he's he, not here? So my twenty twenty, like I'm making sure that we are set. Like certain things are set up where 
if something happened to me, something happened to him, hopefully. Gonna, Your insurance. We, we're not even necessary insurance. I ain't saying yeah, literally. I'm yeah, saying you like, making I'm sure your family I'm is protected. I'm for that. Like, cause I that's think a mentally you can never prepare for that. You can never pre... Mm-hmm. You can prepare financially, make sure you got somewhere to live, but you can never prepare your mindset oh, to yeah, lose nah. someone <laughs> and how you're going to get through it. That is why... I think I choose not to worry in that type of way because I can't change it. I'm gonna have to deal with it as it comes. But I just don't want to be also, naive. Right, and and we, with that being said, we hope you enjoyed today's free flow conversation, mm-hmm. and we're gonna wrap it up. And um, every if you have any goals you want to set that you want to put out here to the world of our podcast listener that's is that a jinx when you put it out that's like i read the realest tweet when they said what's the fine line between jinxing something and speaking it into existence right how where's the thing i feel like speaking into existence is saying i'm going to like you right now voice i'm going to accomplish every goal that i set okay not necessarily saying your specific goals okay i'll do that so that's your 2020 vision (laughs) My my 2020 vision is Fuck bitches get money. Second, no, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> but no, for real, about to get money part. Just saying. And um, my 2020 vision is to just, again, just do it and not let fear, money, and negativity stop me. Because I ain't balling, but I'm going to still do what I want to do. And it's going to happen, and it, it it's going to come. So Literally. that's... Yes, that's my 2020. I'm looking forward to celebrating a lot of stuff this year. Uh, hanging uh, hanging with my family, enjoying 20 years of marriage next year. I just really want to enjoy 20 years and not and not just be stressed and worried about shit that I've been worried about. I want I want to enjoy and be happy. That's my goal for 2020. Whether I got money or not, money is not going to define how I live 2020. Of course, I want it and all of that, but that's not going to define me. And Dope Girls podcast will be here all of next year, 2020. So stay tuned. Keep listening. And with that being said, we're going to let Alex share hers. And then my 2020 goal is just to stay focused. Stay focused. Mm -hmm. Keep an eye out for her Mm -hmm. and her... uh, world of makeup and and what is that world of beauty okay (laughs) world of beauty yes and we each have our own talents and i'm proud of all of y'all and i have seen the growth i have seen you alex step out a little more Mm -hmm. and you allison speaking up a little more and amir of course have all kinds (laughs) of ideas that she share so with that being said amir thank you for our planners thank you for getting us focused and Having us move to toward our vision. Taking risks. Yes. We need to set, we need to be accountability partners. Yep. So <laughs> no, everybody. Yes, that's what I need. I'm like, I need somebody to be. So the four of us. So with that being said, everybody have a great Merry Christmas holiday, a great new year. And in 2020, keep your vision straightforward, mm-hmm. bright, and do you. And as always, mm-hmm. stay dope. Stay dope. Bye. Bye. Bye.